All right, let's go. All right, all right. I want to tell you right now, Cindy, right now, and Tim, we are in the midst of what I call the dog days. And uh, it, it's, it, they try hard, don't get me wrong, but they just try just to a point. And I, if you're not a coach or if you're not really watching, you don't know. It. Now, here's the way it works. They're excited at the start of the season because they all want to make the club. And do, 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 you know what I mean? They want to make the club and they're all excited. Then in a little, little less, little less, little. and then around Christmas, they start. It starts to wane, and they. It looks like they're trying, but then when the playoffs come, and they now they know the playoffs are coming, they all start getting excited again. You're going to see better hockey down the trail, as they say. Uh, but that. It's so pretty, as, as a coach, is there anything you can do in the dog days to keep them interested? That's that's the thing, and that's why they're having more coaches now that are that have played the game they, they they know what's going on they know they know the coaches know and you can only push them so far you start giving them heck and everything because you first first of all you let them scrimmage and they love scrimmaging and you know as long as they scrimmage hard i just let them scrimmage hard drills they hate drills but you see no the players coming now don't know any different yeah, because you minor hockey, that's the drills, the drills, the drills. They that's drill it to death, do. and they won't. And I remember one guy who was a pretty good coach, and, and they scrimmaged for 10 minutes. It, 10 minutes? 10 minutes, it's over. You get two, you get two, two shifts a game. But explain uh, that why the coaches uh, in minor I have no league, idea. Well, you said it's because they don't let them scrimmage because they like the drills because it impresses the parents to say, oh. Well, no, you know. they love the parents. They love it when they get a, a blackboard on the side, and they get it on the, They put it up on the glass, and the, and they're paying what a hundred, hundred to two hundred dollars uh, an hour, and they and here they are. They can do that in the dressing room. Well, you say that about about oh. stretching too. You don't believe in stretching on the ice. You no. Don't, well, if they want the to stretch, room? let them stretch. So, Dad, we were talking a little bit before the podcast, and there's one guy in hockey that has set a record that'll never be broken. Is, uh, is Glenn Hall. I mean, they talk about records. I mean, I don't think anybody will ever beat. The guy played 552 consecutive games. I wrote it down. They can't even play three games now. Well, they don't play back-to-back games. Yeah, and back-to-back games. They, they get too tired. Yeah, you and he played without a mask. Yeah, I don't know. But 552, he used to get sick to his stomach before the game. If he didn't get sick to his stomach before the game... Uh, he, he feel he wouldn't have it. Well, he did every game. Um, he played 960 games he played. I wrote all this down. 960 games he played all together. Um, they call him Mr. Gooley. And who wouldn't he? I mean, five, five, imagine 552 games yeah, in a row. Yeah, they see records that will never be broken in sports. That one will never, never, ever, ever, and, ever be broken. I don't even think they'll get... You won't even get close to that. You oh. won't even get 200. You won't even get 100 consecutive games, let alone 500. And and, and Detroit had Do it. they have a backup goalie? Their poor little backup goalie. Eh? Did, did they still have to pay him? I don't know. No, yeah. I, would, <laughs> I always had a backup goalie when I was there. But 
Holy Dinah. And he was traded to Chicago. I, I think the year before he got the Rookie of the Year, and he traded to Chicago. He's got, he won the con, Smythe. Uh, I mean, he's just unbelievable. And uh, call him Mr. Gooley, but that's hard, hard to believe. Did he win a Stanley Cup? Oh, yeah, they won the Stanley Cup when he was there. He, he, he was, I think he did. I'm not sure. I have to look that up. And I tell you one thing, boy, he was, uh, he was cool in there. But I'll never forget 552 consecutive games. Dad, I remember when we had Scotty Bowman on the Grapevine show, and uh, he, Scotty Bowman had coached Glenn Hall in uh, St. Louis, and he told uh, a story about Glenn Hall, and we'll, we'll share it with everybody right now. In St. Louis, it was a little different. We had older players, and, uh, and I had my most fun in St. Louis. We never won. And I never forget one game, Don. We were playing in the seventh game against Minnesota in the, in the, in the West Division final. And before the game, Glenn Hall, after the warm-up, he said, Coach, you better keep your eye on me. He did this all the time, he said, because I'm not moving <laughs> He was very. sick before yeah. the game. Yeah, and though. so I was sicker. I was about 30 years <laughs> old, and we're getting ready to play the game. And I go in, I look for Doug Harvey, and he's in the bathroom having a shave, about 10 to 8. And I said, you know, Doug, uh, i got to talk to you for a minute, you know. And, yeah, what's up? I said, well, you know, Glenn just came to me, and he, he wants to know if, if we're sure we want him to play tonight. The other guy hadn't played the whole playoffs. And he says, you know, he, in fact, he said, keep an eye on me tonight. So Doug says, well, I got news for him, Scotty. I'll keep two eyes on him. But he said, he's going to play. <laughs> yeah. And we played that night, and we went into two periods of overtime. And Glenn Hall had 61 shots, let in one. And Cesar Maniego had 55 and let in two. That was the best goaling I, I can ever remember in a, in a playoff series. We went into late in the second overtime before Ron Schock scored the winner. So, Cindy and Dad, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Spreads.ca. They're a Canadian-owned online casino and sportsbook. And if you sign up now and use the promo Grapes, they'll match your deposit up to $500. You get 10 spins on the big wheel for some big dough. And your first sports bet, they'll spot you 25 bucks. So, they're, again, <laughs> right into pretty it. good. Yeah, they're right into it with the World Cup and the football and the basketball and the hockey and the World Juniors. I don't understand football so. soccer. How do you soccer is like on a penalty kick if you guess the right way? Yeah, that's what it is. Well, but yeah, look at England guy, that Kane, he put it over the net and basically lost the, might have yeah. lost some of the... Match put it, well, he was put it in the top corner. It's like uh, you you see the hockey players going in and they miss, they're t- going for the top corner. That's what usually happens. Anyhow. So, Dad, uh, one thing that happened this week, uh, this is Sunday morning, was Ryan Reeves really corked, Good hit, boy. corked a Detroit Red Wing, brought up the ice with his head down, and... Some people were, were asking, do you think that should have been a penalty? No, I don't. And what are you going to call it? He, 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 he curled. Like what happened is the guy did take a look up the center ice, he, and he, he saw nobody up in center ice. But what happened was uh, uh, Reeves curled and came back. And when he came back. <laughs> but then that guy looked away. Yeah, then he looked back. See, that's, that's the problem. There's so little hitting in the game now that they're not afraid. In the old days, you never get that hit, and that was a, that was a beauty hit. Yeah, that, so that, that, we, that was a good a good hit. Yeah, we put that up on your Twitter feed, so check the Twitter feed if you haven't seen it yet. But uh, Ryan Rees was a fire a, a fire plug. The guy would have ran right in. Yeah, yeah, but he he did look up. He did. He just took a quick peek and he saw nobody there. So he put his head, turned his head a little bit to the side. So and do you Reece. think he had him lined up like way back farther? He said, "Oh, oh this guy." No, no, he was. It was, it was uh, an instant. It's juicy. They call that, and the players call that. It's too juicy to, to pass, pass up. up. 
<laughs> so it's not like a couple of the wings went after him, but then the second well, period. Well, you ben, have to go after him. Yeah, Ben Sherratt fought him, which was pretty good. Well, that's all right. Somebody's got, a, somebody's got him and kind of fooled him around, but he went after him. So thing is, keep your head up. And if you're going up center ice because the guy might curl back. And uh, so I'm glad, I'm glad Ben went after him anyhow. So, Dad, we're going to take questions from the Twitterverse and Facebook world. It was a, it was a from. The first guy is Barry Crawl, and he wants to know, what are your thoughts of three of the Don Mills Flyers making the World Juniors and two more from the GTHL, which is the Greater Toronto Hockey League, uh, making the the roster for the World don't, Juniors. Don't mention that to Leafs now. That yeah, that is uh, um, in Halifax on Boxing Day. And the one guy you like is Brendan Othman. I like him, and he's he's 19 years old. He plays for Flint. He's six foot one, 188 pounds. Uh, New York Rangers is is uh, is going to be his final destination. Yeah, he'll make the Rangers for sure. Uh, he he play he kind of plays like he plays with a real edge. Like the only problem I could see him with the World Juniors is him getting penalties because yeah. he's he, he's like Grease. If he sees a hit, he's he's yeah he, he'll, he'll like, take it. Yeah, yeah, he'll take it, and, and that'll be a five minute major for that. Oh, yeah, rolling shoot around him. on the ground, six points in six games. He's got six points in six games, and he plays like Vander Kane with a little edge to him all the time. You never know when it's going to break out. And uh, the other Don Mills flyer is a guy that we talk quite a bit about, Shane Wright. Shane Wright. Well, I I can go. Uh, I still like Shane Wright. If I I I can't understand he slipped to fourth. That. What, what is your thoughts on that, Tim? You. Uh, I don't know. I think Montreal wanted a, wanted some size, and then uh, the other kid was one of the top Americans, so they wanted to take an American, and and then. But that happens. Like when guys. Start to slide. They start to slide, right? Well, and he didn't slide. He played pretty good. No, I mean in the draft. When they yeah. start to slide, they, oh, yeah. they, they slide. That happens even in the OHL what, draft. What? Yeah, and when they slide in the draft, they uh, you know sometimes they'll slide right down. So well, Here's one guy that won't slide, uh, Fantelli. Right, like- well, let's go one more. The other Don Mills fly is a guy named uh, Brent Clark, who played for the Barry Colts and now plays for the LA Kings. Remember, he was that big... Rangy defenseman, big yeah, big and I hope, hope, hope he plays. I wish he played more like uh, uh, the guy in, in Buffalo. Uh, uh, Powers, Owen Powers, yeah. I wish he played more like uh, Owen Powers. He, he, this guy looks like he's been in the league for about a hundred years. Yeah, and you know the juniors still could have Owen Powers, but it's hard to believe. See, like this is the thing I'm talking about when Canadians don't, the Canadian media doesn't promote its own. In the sense of, you have three players on the World Juniors that played for the same minor midget team. Yeah, that's and that says something for their organization. Sure. Organization and Great the coaching and all that. And no. do they get any compensation for developing those players? Not no, very game. little. Just no. the parents just foot the bill <laughs> the parents, to develop them. Yeah, the parents foot the bill, right? Well, then they, then they go to, be, that's the way it used to be in Marley's. Marley's, everybody wanted to play for the Marley's. Yeah, it switches back and forth, and then there's another kid that uh, who's going to be on uh, the um, defenseman. Uh, what's his name? Uh, Del Mastro, who played. He'll he made the World Juniors. He played for the Toronto Marlies. Uh, and Fentelli, don't forget. And Fentelli. then I think the big kid is one of your favorites. Is my Adam, favorite, Adam Fentelli, who is draftable this year. So everybody says that Bedard's going to go first. 
Six foot, foot six foot get, two. You, you got a pretty good. You, if you don't get first, you're going to be very happy with second. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With that Bedard, be first. Right. And he. Uh, so talk about Adam Finelli though. He's the Finelli's, um the, the game we saw him play. Remember, he went through the whole team. If he he was on the, he was him and Shane Wright were both playing one year up in minor midgets. So they were both fourteen. And he didn't go. He didn't opt for ex, uh, the status to play in the OHL because he wanted to go down and play with his brother yeah. in the USHL. And um, but I think if he did, he would have gotten exceptional status too because he's and he plays a lot different than Shane Wright. Yeah, he does. Shane Wright. Shane Wright. He loves assists, but he, goals are the only thing that count. As as uh, so, how does oh, Finelli play? Finelli played. He was he was fast. He could skate. He could do everything. And I thought, I thought he was as good as uh, Wright at the time. I right. really did. Right. So he's. Uh, I like to see them on a line. Offman, Fentelli, and and because he's a winger, and Shane Wright. And the last um, prospect game or the OHL championship that you and Ron did in Sportsnet showed put, and, it was that it had all four of those guys. So there, that just goes to show you that was that, a great. That was a great game. That was a great game. That you know. And Scott, it was it televised? It was televised. It was the last one that you, Ron, you and Ron did, and you got Scott Moore to televise the OHL Cup, and now three of those kids are in the World Juniors. And now you, it's not televised anymore, is no. it? No. no. And then, you know, and it's just, you know, it's self-promotion for oh. the development of these kids. I just don't understand Rogers and Sportsnet and all that not promoting uh, that type of minor. And I used to go to those games with you. They were so exciting. And you did it for a couple years in a row. And it was really building momentum with selling out the uh, Ryerson, uh, I, I that rink down there. Anatomy Center. I remember yeah. the, I, well, I'm going to say it again. I remember Scott Moore and I, stand, and there was nobody there. Hey Tim, there—I mean, there was nobody. Maybe ten people yeah. sitting in the stands. And no, I, but toward the end, that that rink was well, getting be, filled well, up. Well, they all come at the, all come at once, and boy, were we happy if nobody had shown up. But it, and remember that game—that was a terrific Red, game. It's the last one. Yeah, it was the Red Wings, the Toronto Red Wings, and Don Mills Flyers, and the Red Wings had that Adam Finelli, and then the three guys that are playing for uh, Don Mills, and Don Mills came back, and um, and you know, here's people say, well, Bernard's a lock for first. Yeah. Here's the thing: the United States and universities—they promote their players much they better do. than the they CHL do. does. CHL just does a horrible job in promoting their players. And, uh, you know, towards the draft, you might see Finelli's name because right now he has, uh, in 16 games, he's got 26 points in university oh, at, at 18 years old. And they're saying he's right now might be favored to win the Hobie Baker Award in his rookie year or uh -huh. freshman year. And only, only Eichel and, and, uh, and Paul Correa have won, did that. Well, they're, both, they're all good hockey players. I'd like them on our club, my club. If I had them, and they can skate, they can shoot, they can put the puck in the net, and uh, they're two be they're, they're beauties. Yeah, here's one interesting thing, though, Cindy, like this, that Finale, he plays for the university, right? So Team Canada has no problem of him making the team, especially him, right? And in uh, Sarnia, I believe, uh, there's an American who's in the top scoring in the OHL and Team USA didn't even invite him to camp. Well, that's the way Americans think. You know what? If you're going to do that, then you know what? You're going to pay the price. That, that's the American mentality. You know, I sort yeah. of admire it in a way. It sets the precedent for future 
uh, Canadians are Canadians, the last democracy in the world. Then you play, doesn't matter to them who you play for as long as you play. So, Dad, the next question is from Jensen5 plus one. Do the Canucks surprise everybody and make the playoffs, or should they blow it up and try to get Bedard or second and get Fantilli? <laughs> well, if I'm Bruce Boudreaux, that's the way I think, and I I like to think I'm like, I would. They're only six points out. They're seven three and zero in their last ten games. So, uh, I the only problem is when you when you're like that, if you have three teams you have to jump over, it's pretty tough. So, but I would still try to make the playoffs. Yeah. Okay, Dad. So the next one we got is from B fan underscore J. So he must be a baseball fan. He must like the Blue Jays like you. If you can go out and coach one team in the NHL right now, who would it be? Well, I think that's obvious who I'd be. <laughs> really? <laughs> Boston is unbelievable. I saw them play the other night. Boy, they did go right to the end. They don't. There's no quit on that team. That guy's very quiet, that uh, Montgomery. Very quiet back at the bench and everything like that. But he looks like he'd be a tough guy uh, if, if you crossed him. But anyhow, I, it, it would be Boston. Uh, well, why wouldn't it be Boston? He's about the best in the league. So, Dad, we got over 100 questions. And uh, so sorry to everybody that we didn't get to. Well, we'll get to a couple well, next. But a lot of the questions a lot of Bruins fans were asking are the Bruins for real? Because it almost seems like they're not. Hell, and with goalie. Can, can they win the cup this year? Well, as long as they have two great goaltenders like they've got, they could they can win it easy because they've got the they never quit and they try. Well, that coach uh, Montgomery, uh, he he doesn't take any. Uh, he look he's quiet back there. And by and he has hands in his pockets and everything. He's very very quiet, but. Uh, he looks like he, you wouldn't cross him, and he's got two great goaltenders. They got everything going for them. They could win it easily. Okay, Dad. Neil Smith. He wants to know what do you think of the Leafs this year as compared to last year? Well, I'll tell you one thing. They've got two great goaltenders. As long as they got that Murray, I, I think they'll go go with Murray in the playoffs. Holy smoke! He won it before. He won it again. Uh, but going into the playoffs, shouldn't the coach know which goalie he's no, going to go be the Murray. distance? Yeah, it'll be Murray. I, I, I would. The other guy's pretty good too. Two good goaltenders. And you always, I remember you were, you and I were talking beginning of the year. You said, "Watch that Samsonov." You said the Russian goalie, um, because it's this is it for him, right? This is last year of his contract. Yeah. Well, he only got he only has a one year contract, and he's playing for a contract. I really make when a guy plays for a contract, it makes me wonder. But it doesn't matter now. I'm talking about this year. Two great goaltenders. One fallers. One will get in there. As long as you got the goaltending, you can go all the way. And it looks like Matthew's kind of saving himself a little. Uh, well, you called it. You said he wasn't going to get 50 goals, and he's on pace for around 39-40. Yeah, well. It, which it, is still pretty good. He's, it's a Phil Esposito thing. He only got 40 goals this year. Yeah, <laughs> never tell you that story. I know. I said, I remember he got 76 goals, and he got 69 the year before. He said, well, tell, hey, Phil, you're slipping. You got 69. 69 goals. The next guy got <laughs> He had an third, off year. Had an off year with 69 goals. Anyhow, they've got the scoring. They can score, and we'll, and they look pretty good. They're on the road. When they, you know you're supposed to, win. you're not supposed to win all the games. Yeah, they, they lost uh, two in a row. Yeah, well, it doesn't well, matter. Well, Rangers and and uh, in New York and in Washington, which is not too, too shabby. Yeah, and uh, got a good team. They could go all the way with that Murray if Murray keeps playing the same way. So, Dad, we got some shocking and very sad news in the hockey world. Uh, the London Knights uh, forward. 
Abakar Kazbakov uh, was found uh, dead. We know quite a few people in the London organization, and uh, everybody was shocked to hear the, the sad news. Well, we're sorry, very sorry about Abakar, and, uh, and uh, we send our condolences to the family.